Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. We've got full lines tonight. We've got Doghouse from Federal Baseball, David Nichols from the District Sports page, along with Tom Bridge from the DSC. And we're all coming to you after the Nationals beat the D-backs 8-3 to to earn a split of the four-game set. But, Dave, let's start with the big news. Masson's cameras spotted Doug Fister out in the bullpen today. F.P. Santangelo was taking a close look to see if he had on sneakers and was just hanging out out there or cleats on. He had cleats on. He warmed up at one point in the game. Matt Williams just announced after the game, Steven Strasburg coming back to start on Saturday. Doug Fister is going to move to the bullpen, and Joe Ross is going to stay in the rotation for now. We've talked about this all week, kind of all agreed that they probably wouldn't do it, even though it was the right move. But the Nationals are apparently getting bold here with things getting desperate. Well, maybe not desperate, but interesting as we go down the stretch. They're keeping Joe Ross in the rotation. Doug Fister to the bullpen, Dave. Are you surprised by the Nationals doing this, even though we all said it was probably the right thing to do? I guess I should ask if you're there yet, Dave, before I answer your <laughs> question. Doghouse? Uh, I am actually a little surprised by it. It, it is the right thing to do. Certainly, we want to, uh, with how well Ross has been pitching and uh, with the league not having figured him out and, and forced him to adjust yet, keep throwing him out there until he either starts looking tired or people start figuring him out. Because at this point, it certainly seems like Fister needs to needs to work it out. So as we were talking about a little bit uh, before the show, uh, it seems like this is his, his chance to go down to the minors and work on stuff without actually going down to the minors and working on stuff. Um, it, it'll be real surprising to see if he pitches at all out of the bullpen, but certainly this is his chance to try and work on his mechanics and figure out how to keep the ball down consistently for an entire game instead of just you know a few pitches or a couple of innings out of a game. And, you know, based on the performance that Ross put in tonight, let's, let's see more of him until he tires out. Dave, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Thank you for calling back, sir. I just wanted to get your take on it. Doug Fister goes to the bullpen, and that's made it official after today's game with Matt Williams announcing it. Like I said before, uh, we all kind of agreed that it was probably the right move, but none of us really expected the Nationals to do it, but they did make the decision today, apparently. Well, in your lead-in to my original question, you mentioned uh, uh, being desperate, and that kind of took the words out of my mouth. The des- desperate times called for desperate measures, and Doug Fister just has not been uh, the Doug Fister the last couple of years. And with the Nats' offense um, generating as few runs as they have of late today, uh, with notwithstanding, um, they can't afford any mistakes. And um, Doug Fister and his, and his 440 ERA um, was just hurting the Nats' chances to win. Joe Ross has been a much effective pitcher. Um, the long-term question is this. I don't know if Joe Ross is on a innings count this year. Um, you know, if they, if, if they, okay, I don't know how long they, they plan to ride him, so eventually they're going to need, you know, Doug Fister to start again. Uh, but, but the problem is if Doug Fister isn't hurt, um, I don't know what he can go to the bullpen and, and work on to try to get out of uh, um, his problems. I mean, his ground ball rate has steadily gone up the last three years. Uh, his fly ball rate um, has gone up as well. Um, you know, he is no longer a ground ball pitcher. And, and um, you know, his, his ground balls are below major league average. His fly balls are above major league average. Um, I, I don't know what going to the, the bullpen is going to solve other than, um, 
you know, maybe clearing his head. But at this point, I mean, he's, he's, he's logged enough innings this year that if he had something mechanically wrong with him, uh, I think they would have figured it out. Yeah, Tom, uh, we mentioned talked briefly before the show started here about what kind of move you might expect for them to clear the roster spot up, but they're keeping Joe Ross before today, two and three and six starts, a three O O E R A, two five O fit, zero point nine two walks per nine, nine point two three K per nine, two eighteen, two fifty two, three seventeen line against and thirty nine innings pitched. Left handers have hit him pretty well, two ninety five, three forty four, five thirty three across the line versus a one sixty three, one eighty four, one sixty five line versus right handers. So the D-backs stacked up the lefties. One of them got to him. Uh, Jared Seltolamakia hit a solo home run in the fifth. That's the only run he gives up. Ends up going six innings, five hits, one earned run, seven walk, seven Ks, no walks, I should say. One home run allowed. Uh, they cut him off at 89 pitches, 62 strikes. As uh, Doug Hath and Dave both mentioned, Doug Fister was struggling to keep the Nationals in games. One thing Joe Ross has done up in his time here is keep the Nationals competitive and keep them in games whenever he's taking the mound. So he definitely has that over Doug Fister. So your thoughts on Ross's start today and the decision to keep him in the rotation? Absolutely the right move, which is why I'm completely confused as to why it got made. And <laughs> as, as difficult as this season has been for Nats fans to watch, this is a good sign of good things to come, perhaps. And as long as Ross can, can go out there every five days and continue to baffle the heck out of his opposing lineup, um, it, the Nats are going to be in a better place. Yes, Fister needs to go somewhere. But as we've said before, he can't go to the DL without, uh, the, the, without his consent, and so he's going to end up in the bullpen. Now, that puts the Nats in a really difficult situation because they've got to find a corresponding move for when uh, Steven Strasburg gets uh, activated on Saturday from the DL. And, you know, it's going to be they're, – they're going to make that a pitcher, but the question is who. And what that move looks like may determine some of the uh, – uh, <clears throat> some of the future for the Nats. And it's very possible that, that Tanner Roar could be one of, the, one of those corresponding moves. Uh, they can't send Trinan back down, not so quickly after they brought him back up, can they? So I, I think that they've got a difficult situation, and unfortunately Tanner Roark is going to be the, uh, the, the the unlucky man out, I'd say. So I guess going back to today's game, Ian Desmond sat out last night's game. They give him a breather, try to get him back on track. Mike Rizzo, in an interview on 106.7 The Fan yesterday, stressed that you're not going to get to the back of the baseball card numbers in one game or one at bat. It's a slow process. You have to take your time, make slow and careful incremental improvements. Desmond back in the lineup today. He comes up big early, hits his 12th home run, a line drive to center in the second to get the scoring started, ends up doubling later in the game. Uh, just a nice day from Desmond overall. A nice defensive play late in the game, a leap and grab at shortstop. They, they take away a looks like a line drive hit. Just nice to see Desmond kind of respond to that benching and a night off there to rest up, comes back and swinging the bat well. See, all he needed was one night off, and now all the problems have been solved. <laughs> oh well, I, you know, I, I don't know if, if Desmond is going to end up being the Desmond of old, but he, if he can do something like this once a week and not be totally terrible all the rest of the games of the week, you know, I, I think we can call it even. Uh, his, his defense has certainly been picking up uh, the, recently in the season. Uh, he's been showing us some flashes. He showed us a flash tonight. Granted, it was against Jeremy Hellickson, and assume my, my rant about why the Nats can only score four runs against Jeremy Frankie Hellickson. But uh, we, we did see him actually 
be productive against uh, a below-average National League pitcher as opposed to striking out four times against him. So I, I think this is a sign of potential improvement. You know, we might actually see contact and ground outs against good pitchers instead of, you know, strikeout after strikeout after strikeout. So perhaps there's hope here, and uh, maybe now uh, uh, Espinosa is going to realize that he can't just assume the job's going to be his going forward and that he's going to actually have to hit when he plays shortstop. Dave, Doghouse mentioned Hellickson on the mound for his D-backs today. That scored four runs on him in five, five and two-third innings pitch in Chase Field back in May, six and four on the year, four 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 ERA, 247, 293, 435 line against in 73 innings pitch since then. Uh, last time out, gave up seven hits, three home runs, seven runs total in three innings pitch. That followed a strong July, though. He was 2-1 and one with a 1-8-80 ERA, 200, 250, 2-89 line against in 24 innings pitch, but he's down one nothing early after the Desi home run. Single by Harp. Worth gets hit on a K. Worth gets on base on a K wild pitch later in the game. Ian Desmond walks. Wilson Ramos comes through with a two-run single to put the Nationals up 4-1 to one at that point and knock Hellickson out of the game. They didn't score a whole lot on a pitcher. They pretty much hit to his ERA, four runs in a time he was on the mound there. i got to pull up my box score to see how long he lasted. Four and two-thirds. Just enough offense about him, and then they were able to add on later and really pad the lead. Eight to three final, but they got the Helix and got enough runs to beat the D-backs. Yeah, I won't be as hard on Helixson as Doghouse was. Uh, Helixson was once a fairly regarded pitcher. Um, granted, his career hasn't gone as, uh, as he probably would have hoped. But, um, you know, the Nats had a decent approach to Gibson today. Uh, I thought it was interesting that that he gave uh, that he gave Desmond a first pitch changeup. Um, you've got a guy that you know whose bat is slowing down. He's got a slider speed bat. He swings at the first pitch almost every time. If you give him something that looks like a fastball but is eight miles an hour slower, he, he's bound to do some damage on it because he's going to be able to square it up. And that's exactly what what he did. I you know I don't want to take anything from Desmond's nice day. I think his walk later on was probably more impressive than the home run. Um, but, but I thought Ellison's approach um, was questionable as opposed to um, his actual talent level today. Tom, they took a 4-1 lead into the seventh inning. Casey Jansen comes on, part of the 1-2-3 bullpen punch they're trying to put together here, but not a good day for Jansen. Walks to Jared Soltamakia in the first at-bat. Uh, Yosmani Thomas singles to put two on there. Wellington Castillo singles to blow the bases up. It's a pop-out from Chris Owings, but Ender Inciarte with a line drive, uh, well, not a line drive, a ground ball by first base. Uh, gets it into right field to drive in two runs there, make it a 4-3 game. They have to go to the bullpen for Matt Thornton, who pops up Cliff Pennington to short left, gets a ground out from David Peralta to get him out of there without further damage. But uh, Casey Jansen has been pretty solid recently. Uh, him and Storen just been dominant in the last couple outings they went out there, but not a good day for Casey Jansen tonight. Not a great day for Casey Jansen, absolutely not. However, I do think that Matt Thornton's got a pretty decent shot if he can make it to Cleveland in time for the GOP debate tonight. So <clears throat> if you look at the, the 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 pitches selection that Jansen was working with tonight, he was just not functional in places. Uh, <clears throat> he, was, he was having trouble locating tonight. I don't know if that's a place where he hasn't been used as much as maybe Storen and Papelbon have over the last couple of nights, even though we can look at, you know, whether or not those were the right situations for anybody. Uh, and it just, there was rust tonight, and it showed, and it showed badly. 
And, you know, to to see the Nats uh, give up, uh, you know, that kind of run, it, this game was in so many ways an infuriating encapsulation of their very existence. This is a team that can generate runs like crazy, but can also have the game sit in the balance for far, far too long. And too many mistakes can get made that can cost them the game. So if we look at it from that perspective, um, yes, Casey Jansen had an off night. Yes, that's happened more than it, sh- than it should have this season. Um uh-oh. We lost the air, Tom. Oh no, that was it. I, I think I think it was going to say Nats got a Nat. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that, yes. Dog as after the uh, D-backs pulled close to get within one run, Michael Taylor hit by a pitch trying to bunt with two down. Call has to be looked at and it's challenged, reversed. They do claim it was a hit by pitch and send him to first base. He steals second, 13 stolen base in 13 attempts. Finch hitter Ryan Zimmerman and his custom orthotics step up next, lines a double off the center field wall to bring in Michael Taylor, 5-3 at that point. It's a really nice little, little sequence there by Michael Taylor to get on base, even though he got on by getting hit, but he steals a base. Uh, that, that call re, re challenged too and looked at. He was called safe on that, and he ends up scoring to give him a little bit of a cushion, 5-3 at that point. Well, you know, Taylor knows how to play the unks, and that's an essential part of, of today's game. Also being fast and uh, being uh, willing to, to get your hand in there if you need to be, is uh, is another essential element, and I, I think that's that's something I kind of miss out of Danny Espinosa's game from his first season there, when he got hit like 15 times. Uh, although in the long term, that's maybe not a sustainable approach to have. But it was it was uh, good good to see Taylor be productive after having a really rough series there uh, in New York. And anytime Zim comes in and gets a big hit off the bench, uh, is you know a wonderful night in that sound and. I, he missed going yard there by what four or five feet maybe. That hit pretty far up the wall there, and in, in, uh, you know a little bit uh, right at straightaway center. Great hit. Dave, Drew, Drew Storen comes on, Dave, with a nine-pitch eighth inning, keeps it at five-three. Nationals rally after that. Rendon and Harper single. Clint Robinson steps up, sets up next, hits a line drive, three-run home run to right field, put the Nationals up eight to three. Another dominant outing by Storen and some padding by the Nationals there. Clint Robinson with a big hit. Really nice swing to put one over the out-of-town scoreboard in right field to make it 8-3 at that point. I'm sorry, what? You cut out right. on me. I'm sorry, just going over Drew Storen's nine-pitch ace and then Clint Robinson coming through with a big hit there to give the Nationals a big cushion. Nice swing by Clint Robinson and a line drive, three-run home run there to pad the lead. Yeah, Drew uh, Storen's a beast. I mean, all he's done um, since he got demoted, all he's done since he's got demoted was get guys out, and he and he did it again today. Um, he's really been, uh, you know, he, he's been a he's been a champion for the Nats. I mean, uh, this is a guy that that has um, on more than one occasion now lost his job um, and and has has been the quote unquote good soldier throughout the whole thing, and um, it's impressive to see him continue uh, his terrific season, regardless of whether he's in the quote-unquote safe position or not. And frankly, the way that this game was going, as, as Tom alluded to earlier, um, it was nice to see Clint Robinson uh, add some insurance there so we didn't have to bite our nails as we watched the uh, the bottom of the ninth unfold. Um, ninth inning, Blake Trinan called up today, sort of a surprising, or at least 
unexpected move. They've been trying him back up, send Aaron Barrett down to uh, AAA Syracuse after he had a rough night on the at the end of the last night's game. Trinan strikes out the side, 8-3 final. When he was down in the minor leagues, he pitched 12 scoreless innings, uh, struck out 14 over that stretch, 10.5 okay for nine. Looks sharp tonight, 3Ks in his inning of work, really working a nice slider tonight, had people swinging and missing at it the whole time. What do you think of the move to bring Trinan back up and his outing today and his return to the majors? If the Nationals have figured out how to give someone's brain a cortisone shot, then I really look forward to the future of the Nationals organization because that's what it seemed like to me, that uh, Trinan had really gotten back into his head uh, toward the end of his outings and you know needed to go back down, find himself, figure out where, where, his, uh, where, where his velocity was going to actually take his pitches. And, you know, I hardly, you know, hardly got to throw the ball at all in that inning. Um, he had two, one, two, three strikeouts. Uh, you know, of uh, Chris Owings and of Cliff Pennington. Um, you know, he gives up that, uh, you know, 2 1, sli- uh, I think it was a slider. Let's check what uh, Pitch Track says. Yeah, it was a sinker that he gives up to, they, they gives up the only hit to Ender and Chiarte. Um But, uh, you know, to see him come up and do well, I think that's what everybody was looking for. How long it will last I, is anybody's guess. And that has been Trinan's issue throughout the last season and a half. He's really, really, really good for a while. And then he's really, really, really not. So which Blake Trinan we see over the next couple of days is going to be a big part of it. Just note before we sign off here, Bryce Harper, three walks, so matures. The Nationals get a big 8-3 to win, earn a split of the four-game set with the D-backs, 56-51 and on the year. Three-game set with the Colorado Rockies starts tomorrow. Jorge De La Rosa versus Jordan Zimmerman at 7, 7.05 in Nationals Park. That's nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Hopefully we'll be talking to all you guys tomorrow night after another win. Talk to you then. Go, Go Nats. Free Trey Turner. Have, have a good night. <laughs> Everyone has their sign-off now. That's great. See you.